Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Now, in this series, you're going to have to not get too spiritual on me now. Because we may looking, be looking at these scriptures a hundred times. So don't get so spiritual that you can't turn to Hebrews 4 too. Amen? Praise God. You know, if you ate a steak yesterday, you'd like to have one again today. Wouldn't bother you, would it? Isn't that right? You know, we used to have spaghetti every Sunday. And every Thursday. Every Sunday and every Thursday. And someone said, didn't you get tired of having that every Sunday and every Thursday? I said, no, I wish we had it every Sunday and Thursday and Tuesday and Wednesday also. Praise God. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I can eat it every, every day. It doesn't matter. Well, let's eat the Word every day. The same Word over and over and over and over. You know, you just think about it right now. You know, I, like I said, you could eat spaghetti and meatballs, you know, last week. But I tell you, my, you know, taste was looking forward to it. Any other time I can get it. Amen. Well, it's the same thing my spirit is with the Word. Anytime I can dig into God's Word, I don't care what it said. If I heard it a thousand times, I, it means something to me every time I eat it. Amen. Every time I eat it, boy, and chew on it, bless God, I know I get something out of it. Hebrews 4.2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the Word, the Word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. The Word being preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. It's a sad thing to realize that people can sit inside a church and hear the Word and hear the Word and hear the Word and hear the Word, and after five years go by and ten years go by and fifteen years go by, and to find out that that Word never profited them. It didn't ever profit them. That's a sad thing. But it's true. I remember when I first got saved, I started to go to churches. You know, these people would be ten years in the Lord, fifteen years in the Lord, twenty years in the Lord, and they don't see miracles. And boy, bless God, you know, we was just rolling. We was just on a roll on a roll, I mean rolling from one to another. Just a life of miracles. I mean, nothing spectacular, but supernatural. There's a difference between spectacular and supernatural. And the supernatural will work for you every day. I mean, you can have God working through you every single day, and it's miraculous. It's miraculous. It's just the way he leads and guides by his spirit in every aspect of your life. So, you know, uh, you could sit and hear the word and hear the word and hear the word, but the word will never profit you if you don't mix any faith with it. We said the word that's used for mix... Mix. Remember last week what we said? That it's the, the, the meaning of it or the idea that he's presenting to us is the same idea as the human body when the human body takes in food, spiritual, uh, physical food. There's a mixture between the gastric acids and the saliva that causes that food to produce life to the body. But if you took the same food and didn't have that proper mixture, it would produce death to the body. Well, this is what he's saying here. The same... The same idea is found in the Word. You, he can hear the Word. It's food. It's health. It's medicine to all our flesh. There's power in it. There's power in the Word. There's power in the Gospel. But the same Gospel that can deliver, save, heal, and set free is the same one that can bring death to those that will reject it and those that do not mix faith with it. So without faith being mixed with the Gospel... You will not have the gospel and its power released in your life. 
Now we're going to talk about that aspect of it. I'm just going to, I am going to just hit and miss in the air of faith. I'm going to be led by the Spirit. I'm not going by any set pattern. All I'm going to do is just be led by the Holy Ghost, and we're going to talk about faith probably now for a, maybe the whole year. I don't know, maybe the whole year. Bless God, you know, we need, to, we need to hear faith and talk about faith. I don't care how long it takes to get it inside our hearts. Uh, the reward of it is the power of God will be released unto you. Remember over there in Hebrews 11, 6, he says, without faith, without faith it's impossible to please God. Well, here we find out that there is no power. No power, the gospel will not profit you. There will be no power of the gospel in your life if you don't mix faith with the gospel. Without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you can't live for God. Without faith, you can't be saved. Without faith, you can't be healed. Without faith, you can't have all these things in your life. So the importance, you can see, is, is heavy on faith in the gospel. Now, we said over there in, in Romans 1.16, you don't have to turn to it because I'm just reiterating, Romans 1.16 that the gospel, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power, but the gospel will not profit not being mixed with faith. Even though the gospel is the power of God unto these things, salvation is an all-inclusive word. It means deliverance, healing, preservation, soundness, wholeness, you know. So the gospel is the power of God unto all these things, but the power of God will not be released unto those that do not mix faith with the gospel. Now, in, uh, let's look at another scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. No, wait a minute, 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And also find 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Let's look at 1 Corinthians first. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, deliverance, healing, wholeness, soundness, preservation. But the gospel will not profit you not being mixed with faith. In this, and you'd have to do the, I don't have time to go through the first, second, and third chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians, but it's astounding. And if you allow the Spirit of God to unveil to you what it's saying, you'll be amazed. You'll be astounded. You'll grow by it. In the second chapter, I'll just reiterate, he's talking about the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of man. And Paul is talking about how I do not come to you preaching the wisdom of man, but I came preaching to you the wisdom of God. I came preaching to you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And over here in verse 4, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now listen. In demonstration of the Spirit and of power, verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but your faith should stand in the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. The gospel is the power of the Almighty God. The only thing that can stop that power from being released is not mixing faith with the gospel. The gospel did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Over there in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, in verse 13. In demonstration of the Spirit 
and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How many of you have faith in the power of God to deliver, to save, to heal, to set free? We have got to establish faith in the power of God. I've got faith in electricity and its power. Every time you plug in your tape recorder and start listening to one of the good teaching tapes, you know, of the great teachers we have of today, you have faith in that. looks like a little, you know, outlet there, but I mean, if there were no wires back there, what would you plug into? Nothing. Right? But you have faith in electricity. You know that it works. You know it will produce that which you need so you can listen to that tape. Well, I've got faith in the power of God. I've got faith that God's power is real, it's alive, it's tangible, it's here right now, and that power will save, heal, deliver, and set free anybody that will come and tap into it by faith. I have faith in that. Don't you? Look at this here. This is good to know. We, verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith. We having the same spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. I believe, as it is, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. And in Romans, the 12th chapter, and verse 3 was another scripture we looked at. You don't have to turn to it. But it says, every man was dealt the measure of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. You've got the same spirit of faith that I have. I've got the same spirit of faith that you have. And bless God, that spirit of faith that we have can unveil and release to us the power of the Almighty God. Yes, that tangible power that permeates his very being is available to you just as that outlet sitting right over there is available with electrical power to meet your need. Bless God, faith is the plug. Faith will cause you to plug into that power and tap into it so it can be released on your behalf. No matter what you need, deliverance, healing, salvation, no matter what you need, it's there. Faith will profit you if you understand how it works. Now, we, we've shown you already, and we're going to go over them again. Go to Mark 11 again. We've shown you what kind of faith it is. We've shown you the uh, law of faith. We have shown you the prayer of faith. I don't have time to even go through all three of those things today. We're just going to hit and miss. But, but eventually, we're going to cover every phase of faith. All right. In Mark 11:22, we have the kind of faith. You should already have that written in your Bible. If you didn't write that in your Bible, write it down. In Mark 11:22, you have the kind of faith. The kind of faith. What kind of faith do I have? The God kind of faith. The literal translation of that scripture is, "Have the faith of God, or have the God kind of faith." Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith, or have the faith of God. And Paul said, we having the same spirit of faith. Well, what same spirit of faith is that, Brother Paul? Well, he said over there in, in Galatians 2 and 20, it's the faith of the Son of God. That's the God kind of faith. The life that I live now in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God. I don't live it by the faith of somebody else you know, that walk this earth, but I live it by the faith of the Son of God, and the faith of the Son of God taps into the source of all creative ability. Think about it. Because that's the faith that created all the worlds. It's the same faith that you and I have been given to us. That measure we've been dealt is the measure of the God kind of faith. Next verse we find in Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus answered and said to them also, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Here we have the law of faith. 
The law of faith believes from the heart and speaks with the mouth. The law of faith says, if you believe it in the heart and speak it with your mouth, the law of faith says, you shall have it. See, someone says, well, you know, I believed in my heart and spoke it with my mouth, but I didn't get it. That's not the law of faith. Mark that down right now. That is not the law of faith. The law of faith didn't say, if you believed in your heart and spoke it with your mouth, it would not come to pass. That's not the law of faith. The law of faith says, if you believe it in your heart and speak it with your mouth, it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Is that what Jesus said? So the law of faith then says, you shall have it. You follow me? Anything short of that, there's a problem in your electrical outlet. There's a problem in your wiring. You get the wiring hooked up and you plug in then and you'll have the desired result. Right? It's the same thing with the law of faith. If you truly believed it in your heart and truly spoke those words out of your mouth, the law of faith says he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24 tells us the prayer of faith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. That is the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith says, if you truly believed you received whatever you were hoping for or desiring, you shall have it. The prayer of faith and the laws that apply to it says you shall have it, not you won't get it. If you truly believed you received it before you had it, then you shall have it. That's the law. That's the prayer of faith and the laws that govern it. There is no believing without having he that believeth hath eternal life. How many of you believe on Jesus? How many of you have eternal life? Well, I believe I'm healed. Do you have it? Well, I'm waiting to get it. No, you're not. He that believeth hath. He that believeth he's healed hath it right now. Oh, just get it right now. Grab it right, grab hold of it right now. See, you can get it right there. It's in the air. Bless God, he that believeth hath. He that believes he's healed before he ever sees it, has it. And because he believes he has it, he'll get it. You follow that? If you believe you received it in its invisible form, bless God, you'll have it in its visible form. That's the law that applies to the prayer of faith. Well, we could talk about that. We're going to spend some time. We may spend a whole couple of weeks just talking about that one scripture, Mark eleven twenty four, But not today. Now, we need to know how faith comes. Go over to Romans, the 8th chapter. How faith comes. It's important to know that this faith that we've been dealt can be developed. It can be developed in the human spirit so that we can be perfected in that faith and that faith can grow. You know, the Bible talks about exceedingly growing faith. How your faith groweth exceedingly. Don't you want your faith to grow exceedingly? If your faith groweth exceedingly, he's able to do exceeding above and above all you ask or think according to the powers that work within you. Amen? According to the what? According to the what? Blessed be God power. The power that's within you is the power of the gospel. It's the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is within you. And when your faith groweth exceedingly, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think, according to that power that's fluently working in you. That's the work in you now. Who is working in you? It's God who's at work within you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What was his good pleasure? It was his good pleasure to give unto you the kingdom of God. Where's the kingdom of God? With inside you. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said here in Romans 10, 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That word of faith. 
that we preach. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses or makes confession unto salvation. See, there's no such thing as believing in the heart and speaking it out and not having it. If you say you did, but you didn't get it, then you didn't believe in the heart and speak with your mouth properly. Do you see what I'm saying? Here's how we tried to put down the, the message of faith. And really, to put down that same message of faith, I had to put down Jesus. Because I didn't write that. Jesus did. He had to put down the Holy Ghost by the mouth of the Apostle Paul. Because I didn't write that. The Apostle Paul did. Look over there in verse 13. Well, let's, let's back up. Book of Romans. 10th chapter. Is that where you're at? Where did I get you at? Well, look at the 10th chapter. Verse 8. Hallelujah. That's all right. It's in there somewhere. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with his mouth, his mouth, his mouth, his mouth, his mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. But the gospel did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. But the gospel is the power of God. But the gospel did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Faith believes in the heart, speaks with the mouth. But the gospel did not profit them, not being mixed with believing in the heart and speaking it with their mouth. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. If thou shalt believe in thine heart and confess with thy mouth, thou shalt be by the power of God. By the power of God thou shalt be saved. Okay, look at verse 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? No, not all going to believe the message of faith, but bless God, bless God, I believe it. Do you believe it? I believe the report that himself took my infirmities and by my sicknesses and with his stripes I was healed. I believe the report that Isaiah had given when he said back there in the book of Isaiah, he was, he bore my sicknesses, he carried my pains, and yet I did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions, he was bruised for my iniquities, a chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. I believe it. You believe that report? Bless God, I believe that report. Hallelujah. So then, verse 17 says, so then, verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, faith cometh by hearing, 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 and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, faith cometh not by having heard. Faith cometh by hearing, not by having heard. Oh, I heard him preach that yesterday. Well, bless God, faith doesn't come by having heard something yesterday. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. Every time I preach this, I get just, faith, I just get on fire. Bless God, every time I preach about this gospel of the kingdom, I just get on, something on the inside of me just wants to jump out of me. Amen? How about you? I get like that. Because faith cometh when I hear this. Faith cometh when I hear this. 
Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you have never heard the Word of God, you haven't heard anything yet. Amen? But faith cometh by hearing. Now, it's the power of God and it's salvation. That means salvation, faith to be saved, cometh by what? Okay, let's look at Acts the 11th chapter and find out if that's so. Acts, the 11th chapter, and verse 13. You remember the story over there in the 10th chapter when uh, Cornelius the centurion, or the Italian, remember over there in the 10th chapter he was praying, of the Italian band he was praying, and an angel came unto him and said, I've seen, you know, the Lord, your prayers and alms and your giving has come up as a testimony before thee unto the Lord. And send men unto Joppa, so, Joppa, so on and so forth. And he says, uh, send for Simon Peter, whose surname is Peter. And he's going to come and tell, you, tell these words, whereby thou and thy house might be saved. Look at 11 chapter verse 13. And he showed us how he has seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee what? Tell you what? The word of what? The word of faith is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be what? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Peter was going to tell Cornelius and all his house words whereby he and his house shall be saved. Words. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart. All Cornelius and his bunch had to do was believe that word and act upon that word, and he too would be saved. Peter was saved. Here's this man begging. He's given, you know, giving to all those that are poor. He's given alms. He's, he's given everything of his own substance. He's praying every day, praying all the times, all the time. He's a very devout man. The Bible says a very devout, unsaved man. A very devout, unsaved man. He believed in God, the Almighty God, even though he didn't know him. He didn't know how to get saved. But bless God, because of his obedience, because of his devoutness, being so devout to God, because of his giving and all, if a man wants to seek God, if a man wants to find God, you'll find him, my friend. I said, if anybody, you could be somewhere in the wilderness by yourself, but bless God, if you really desire from your heart to find out the living God, you'll find him. There's no such thing as seeking and not finding. You'll find him. Well, we find out this here man sends, you know, sees an angel in a vision, and he sends for Peter. And Peter comes and tells him words whereby he and his house could be saved. Where did the faith come for uh, Cornelius and his bunch to be saved? Where did the faith come? Well, the one that he, even though he did all that praying, even though he did all that giving, even though he did all that he did to be such a devout man before God that caused an angel to come down and appear to him and give him direction, he wasn't saved. Why wasn't he saved, you say? Because he hadn't heard the word yet. I said he wasn't saved because he didn't hear the words. But bless God, Simon Peter came and he spoke to him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and preached to him the gospel. And when he preached to him the gospel, he heard words whereby he could be saved. Those words, when they were spoken, produced faith. What was needful for him to do? Act upon the word. You know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead being alone. And the Bible says faith without corresponding actions is dead being alone. You know, the Bible says that the body... Is dead, the body is dead without the spirit in it. So is faith dead without corresponding actions that go along with it. Even though the faith came for him to be saved. Even though the faith came for someone to be healed. Even though the faith and the power of God was right there. They did not draw from the power of God because there was no faith or action mixed upon the word that they heard. 
And so the word that was preached to them, the gospel that was spoken to them, did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith. The faith came when they heard the word, but they did not act upon the word. They didn't mix their faith with the word, and it did not profit them. But Cornelius and his bunch, they did. So faith for salvation came when they heard the word. Now, let's look at the 14th chapter of the same book. Here, we find out, find out that faith for healing cometh by hearing the word. Remember our scripture reference in Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith actually comes to you when you hear the word. It comes. What you do with that word, how you act, will determine whether or not you will draw from the power of God in your whatever your situation is. If it's salvation, if it's healing, if it's deliverance, if it's finances, you know, whatever the case might be. It will be determined by whether or not you release your faith. Now, here we find out a man was lame, never walked, impotent in his feet. In verse 7, Acts 14, 7. And there they, Paul and Barnabas, there they preached the gospel. There they preached the gospel. How shall they hear and believe without a preacher? How shall he preach except he be what? Sent. The Father, by the Holy Ghost, sent Paul and Barnabas to Lystra, to the province of Galatia, to preach the gospel. Everywhere they went, they preached the gospel. Verse 7 says, there they preached the gospel. When they preached the gospel, they preached words. When they preached words, faith cometh by hearing the word. They preach that word. The people that listen to that word, they receive faith. Look at what it says here. There they preach the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard. Circle that. Heard. The same did what? Heard Paul speak. What did he speak? The word. What did they do? He do? He heard. He heard Paul speak the word. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. Did the man hear? Or the scripture says he heard. Now, let me say, let me clarify something for you. There's two types of hearing. You can hear it and yet not hear it. Jesus said, take heed what you hear and take heed how you hear. Having ears, they hear not. Having eyes, they see not. This man didn't just hear the preacher. This man heard him. Right down here. In his heart. He heard the word that was preached. That fellow heard that word. And when he heard the word, it produced faith to be healed. Look at what it says here. The same heard Paul speak. That's number one. The fellow did one thing. He heard, first of all. He heard Paul speak. Paul steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had what? Where did this fellow get faith to be healed? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Where did this fellow get the faith to be healed? He heard Paul speak the word for healing as, as well as for salvation. That's where we got the word, to be the faith to be healed. He heard the word, and faith cometh by hearing. Okay? Paul did one thing. He preached the gospel. The second thing he did was he perceived that the man had faith to be healed. The fellow, first thing he did was heard the word. 
Secondly, the man received faith to be healed by hearing the word. He believed that word in his heart. The third thing that Paul did was said, stand upright on thy feet. See, verse 10. Paul said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And the third thing that the fellow did was he leaped and walked. Where did the fellow get the faith to be healed? He heard the word. He heard Paul speak the gospel. When Paul preached the word, he heard the word. The word produced faith. He acted upon that word and was automatically healed. Someone says, I tried that and it didn't work. It doesn't work by trying. It doesn't say he tried to hear the word. It didn't say that. It said he heard the word. He received faith to be healed. And he acted upon what he heard. When he heard Paul say, stand up on thy feet, he did what he said to do. He acted upon what he believed. What happened to him? He got healed. There's no such thing as someone believing in their heart, receiving the faith to be healed, and acting upon the word and not being healed. Did you hear me? I said, there's no such thing as you hearing the word, receiving the word in your heart, believing it and acting upon that word and not receiving. There has never been a person that has ever came and heard the word for salvation and believed with all their heart that Jesus Christ died for their sins and was raised from the dead for their justification and asked the Lord Jesus Christ with all their heart to come into their heart. There's not one person that has ever not been saved. Not one. Now, if they didn't believe and they were just doing it out of spite to somebody else, they didn't get saved, did they? But I said, if they believed with all their heart and acted upon that word, there's no such thing as not getting saved. If a person believes with all his heart, acts upon that word, there's no such thing as not getting healed because God would have to lie. That's what it says. It didn't say he tried to. It says he did it. This man did it. Well, I've got to... I'll share with you at this time the same incident, only both put together at one time. And I know, I know I've shared some of these things with you sometimes, but that's all right. Just keep listening. Bless God. Some of you didn't hear it. You'll get blessed by it and you'll be helped also. I did the same thing. Sometimes you wonder, you wish you can go back over the steps that you did and do it in everybody's situation, everybody's condition. But I found out that it's not you. I found out that if you're preaching the word, it's the person that's hearing the word. It's up to them to receive that word and act upon that word. You know, I preach to people to get saved and preach to them the same word, the same word, the same word, the same word. They didn't get saved. But yet I got somebody else preaching them the word and they got saved just like that. Then I preach to somebody else the same word about healing, 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 healing. They got healed just like that. Somebody else, you can talk to them for about a year and they never get it. That's a condition of the heart. Jesus said, some will fall by the wayside, some will fall on stony ground, some will fall on thistles and thorns and choke out the word. Right? But why is it? Is there something wrong with the word? Is there something wrong with you? No. You preach the same word, it's worse than a break. You rip up all the ligaments in your ankle like she did, and she couldn't even touch that. She couldn't even touch her toes on the ground. She was in excruciating pain. As a matter of fact, we went into the house, knocked on the door, waited for about 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, we figured nobody's home. Nobody's home. And so we got in the car, started to back out, just started to back out the driveway, and the door opened. I mean, by the time we was ready to go, we were in the car for a couple minutes. It was about 15 minutes gone by, and the door finally opened. And we said, uh, well, my dad says, we thought you weren't home. She said, uh, well, I was, and I was just sitting on a couch, and it took me that long to get to the door. I mean, the, the couch was like about right over there, and the door is about where the pulpit is. And it took her 15 minutes to get from there to here. 15 minutes. And when she got to the door, tears were just streaming down her face because she was in excruciating pain. Even on crutches... 
if that toe just even touched the ground, it would just cause so much pain. She had been to the doctor the day before. It was all x-rayed. It was told to her. It was every, all, you tore all the ligaments, everything, tish, everything just tore up in your, in your ankle. It'll take you a long time to walk on that again. You know. Well, finally we got in. And I mean to tell you, we sat down. Now, this woman came from a nominal church, you know, background. She uh, was not born again. All she did was just, was a professing Christian, like many are. And uh, we sat down there and just opened up the Bible and said, uh, I said, did you know that Jesus died for your sins and sicknesses and diseases? And I read Isaiah 53, just like I read, quoted it this morning here, Isaiah 53. And uh, when I quoted it to her, she said, no, I didn't, didn't know all that, but you're telling me. And I never heard it in that fashion before. I said, yeah, well, I said, not only did he provide, you know, deliverance from your sin, he, he provided for us sickness, deliverance from sickness and disease. And I said, if you'll just receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you'll automatically be healed just the same way. And that's all I said. I said, well, would you like to make Jesus Christ the personal Lord and the personal Savior of your life? Well, faith came by hearing, hearing by the Word. She said, yes, I would. I would like to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of my life. So I knelt down in front of the couch with her. She was sitting there. I didn't want her to get up any more than she had to. And I said, uh, let's pray. And let her in a sinner's prayer. Let her in a sinner's prayer just as I lead anybody else in a sinner's prayer. I said, well, now, sister, you're born again. The life and the nature of God is in you right now. You are saved. And I was going to pray for her healing. I was going to say, I'm about to say, well, let's pray, you know, for healing. Well, all, all that stuck inside her heart, she heard me say that if you're saved, you're also automatically healed. And so she jumped up off the couch and started stomping her foot on the ground. And she walked around the whole living room just going like this, just bouncing her foot on the... The same woman. I didn't even pray for her. All I did was preach the gospel. But bless God, she had faith to be saved and she got faith to be healed because she heard the true gospel. I couldn't preach it any simpler than that. I mean, if I, if I tried to, I just said, Jesus died for your sins, Jesus died for your sicknesses. If you believe... On Him as Savior, you'll be born again, receive the life nature of God, and also you will be automatically healed because He bore your sicknesses and bore your diseases. She never heard that before. But bless God, when she heard it, it produced faith in her heart. And when she acted on that faith without any, any further ado, I didn't do anything else. She just got up automatically. Some of you could beg them to get to the altar and they won't come. But bless God, I didn't even say anything to her. She just jumped up off the couch and said, well, I'm saved and healed, and started walking around, stomping her foot. Think about that. Think about that. That was it. Well, I can go on and tell you some other things that happened in that manner, but let me say something to you before I go any further. Just because it happened one time doesn't mean that's going to happen again unless you feed your faith. You hear me? You know, I find out the reason why most Christians get it when they're young Christians, or when they're baby Christians, or when they're first saved, because they're not responsible for too much. See? But once you get saved, you're responsible to feed your faith and to grow up into Him. And you'll find out that they'll just neglect the Bible, neglect the feeding of their faith, neglect the reading of the Word, neglect praying in the Spirit, neglect all the things that they're supposed to do. And you'll find them down the road somewhere. The same one with a marvelous miracle. You'll find them down the road somewhere, defeated, sickly, and some of them turn their back on God. That's right. You think about that. But I don't know about you. I'm going to stay fanatical. I'm going to stay fanatical. I'm going to eat the same word over and over and over and over and over again. I'm going to get excited. You know, I thought about it and I said, now Lord, why do you want me to say the same testimonies over and over again? Why do you want me to share the same principles that I learned from over and over again? I said, I preach them all the time when I preach faith. Why do you want me to say, you know what he said to me? Just inside my spirit. You know what he said? 
when you read my word, don't I give you the same ones over and over again? And I thought about it. I said, yeah. He says, how many times have you read about the woman with the issue of blood? I said, oh, dear God, I don't know. Many, 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 many. He said, you tired of it? And I said, nope. He said, if you ever get tired of it, he said, you better check your spiritual condition. If you ever get tired of hearing the same scriptures over and over again, you better check your spiritual condition. I read about that woman with the issue of blood, and I tell you what, over and over and over again, I get more excited every time I read it. I said, she did it. Bless God, everybody else fell by the wayside, but she did it. She did it. We'll talk about her today, Lord willing. Amen. She did it. Well, you see, they drew, they drew from the power of God. This woman drew from the power of God. The power, it was just like sticking that plug into an outlet and drawing from electrical power. It was, all she did was acted upon what she heard. And when she mixed faith with what she heard, bless God, it was like drawing down God's power right into her own being and it produced healing to her foot. There's no such thing as drawing from that power and not getting it, my friend. No such thing. Now, I'll show you. I'll prove it to you in the Word. Luke 5. The gospel is the power of God unto deliverance, salvation, healing, wholeness, soundness. Luke 5. And verse 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. You know what I found out? I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you heal in mass like you did? Why did multitudes get healed like you did? And you know what I figured out? I, I finally got to it. Why is it that you see these things in young people's lives? I figured it out. All these people was like that woman. They never heard it before. All these people, they didn't read their Bibles day in and day out and day in and then not do the Bible, not do the Word of God and not be a doer of the Word and just do their own thing and then expect to get healed at an hour or one Sunday. No, they never heard it before. She never heard it before. All she was required was to act on what she heard at that moment. And when she did, she got it automatically. And when Jesus was out there preaching to the multitudes, none of them ever heard a man speak like this before. Not one of them ever heard that anybody can do the things that this man did. So whatever he said, they heard, they believed it, they acted upon it, and instantaneously every single, the multitudes were healed. I like to check out them same folks about 20 years later and see if they followed up on it and how many did. So they got it one time. Bless God. I like to see if they got it every time they got attacked. Wouldn't you? You see what I'm trying to say? It's, that's all right to get it one time. I praise God for that, but I want to get it every time. Don't you? I want to stay to where that, in my life's, in communion with him so that that power is always being drawn in my life. Don't you? You see what I'm saying? Well, they came to be he to hear and to be healed. Look what it says. They came to hear. Faith cometh by what? And to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself in the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that the Pharisee, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And here it is. And the power and the power. Why was the power of the Lord present to heal them? Why was the power of God present to heal them? Because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and the word of God is the gospel, and the gospel is the power of God and the salvation, and Jesus was teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And when he did, the power of God was available to them right as he was preaching it. 
And in case you hadn't noticed, the power of God is here right now. The power of God is here in great dimension right now. The power of the Almighty God to heal, to deliver, to save, to set free is here in this place right now. And if anybody will mix faith with it and tap into it, they'll be delivered, they'll be saved, they'll be healed, they'll be set free by the power of the same power. But the power was present to heal them, but them did not get healed. I'm not going to take time to read it. I was, but I'm not. Them didn't get healed. They did not get healed. He preached the word. He preached the gospel. But another uh, person who was taken of a, a paralytic, palsy, whatever he had, and a poor man, he was born of four. They came in, you, you know, they tried to get inside to, 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 to meet Jesus. They had faith. They believed. Jesus saw their faith, the Bible says. All of them heard the word. The power of God was there. The glory of the Lord was there. Healing power was there. All they had to do was tap into it. Hear the word and tap into it and be delivered like everybody else, like all the other multitude did. But these people, you know, they were doctors of the law. They were the Pharisees. They were the upper echelon. They, they, they couldn't, you know, listen to what this guy was saying. It didn't match up to their wisdom. But bless God, I'm not preaching to you the wisdom of them or men, but the power of God in demonstration of the power of the Spirit. Listen, the power of God is available. It was there for them. It's here for us. The only one that God healed out of all that congregation was one that came with what? Faith. That should say something to us. The only one that got delivered and healed and rose up was the one that came with faith. Jesus saw their faith by their actions. Well, what happened to that awesome power? It was there. Why did that power's right here? I didn't see anybody plug in their tape recorder yet. Maybe you did in the back. I don't know. I can't see. But if you plugged in your tape recorder, then you've availed yourself to that power. Well, there was the whole congregation, there was the whole multitude, and everybody sat around there just looking, you know, listening, and you know, they was probably saying, who does he think he is? This guy thinks he's something? You know who he is? Joseph, son, the carpenter. And here, here he is making these, boasting of all these great things. Who does he think he is? And they're talking about whispering back and forth, and you know what these others did? They came just to look. They came just to see what was going on. But bless God, these four, they didn't come just to look and see. They came determined. They came and did it. They didn't just come to, to observe. They came to do it. Everywhere you find out where anybody got it, they did it. They came to do it. They came to get this guy healed. They wasn't leaving that meeting without that guy being healed. Probably was their friend. And so even though they couldn't get inside because of the press and because of the crowd, they went on top of the roof, they cut up a hole in the ceiling, and they dropped him down from the ceiling. They dropped him down in front of Jesus, and Jesus saw their faith and said he, he said they had faith. He saw their faith. He saw by what they did. These people have faith. And bless God, when somebody's got faith, somebody draws from the power of God. And this man got healed. Same power that was there didn't benefit anybody else. There's probably many that need to be healed there. Well, let's look at another scripture. Like I said, I can expound on this for a long time, but I want you to see something else. Mark 5. What well, was the power present to heal them? Yes. Did they get, them get healed? Nope. Why didn't they get healed? They didn't mix faith with it. The one that mixed faith with it, did he get healed? Yes, he did. I said the one that mixed faith with it got what? Healed. Delivered. Set free by that same power. Here we see in verse 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and suffered many things and many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew, grew worse. When she, what? Heard. 
She heard. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said. She what? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. We having the same spirit of faith. Believe. Because we believe, we speak. She heard the word. He shall have whatsoever he saith. What did she say? She said, if I may but touch his garment, I will be healed. If I may but touch the master's garment or clothing, I will be healed. There's no such thing as believing in your heart and saying it with your mouth and not getting it. She said, if I'll touch his garment, I will be healed. The if meant if I touch his garment. The problem was, where is he? How am I going to touch his garment if I don't see him? Well, one day she heard a crowd going by. Jairus was going by with his daughter. And uh, Jairus came and said, Lord, my, my daughter's dying. She's at the point of death this very moment. Jesus says, I'll come down. And lay. He, he said, come and lay your hands on her so she'll be healed and live. Jesus followed him and they went on down there. A, a, a crowd began to throng him. A multitude of people got around him, and she heard the fuss, and probably someone whispered inside her window. You know, a woman in a condition like she was in with the issue of blood was not allowed to leave. She was not allowed to go out and mix herself and mingle with the crowd because she was considered unclean. And so there she was. She wondered, what's going on out there? She heard of Jesus. Somebody whispered or spoke over into the window and said, Listen, lady, that's Jesus out there. She's coming by now. How about the same ones that told her about Jesus and the same one that said, He's coming by now. Hear the crowd. And there she was. Now remember, her tradition and her religion says she can't leave and go and mingle with herself with that crowd. She's not allowed to do that. But she heard, and when she heard, she started to say, the Amplified Bible says she kept saying. What did she kept saying? She kept saying, if I touch his garment, I'll be whole. If I touch his garment, I'll be whole. She kept saying that, and saying that, and saying that, and saying it. If I touch his garment, I'll be whole. If I touch his garment, I'll be whole. And so when she got the opportunity, she got her tradition and kicked it out the window. She got her religion, kicked it out the window. She didn't care what anybody says. She didn't care what the neighbor said. She didn't care what the crowd said. And Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue that was right there that could have stoned her, got her killed. She said, I don't care what Jairus says or what anybody else says. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And in a weakened condition, spent all that she had, was nothing better. She grew worse and worse and worse and worse. She got on her knees or whatever way she had to get out there. She dragged herself out there and she grabbed a hold of his garment like she said she would. And she said, if I could touch that garment, bless God, I will be healed. And touch that garment. And Jesus said, virtue has gone out of me. Power has gone out of me. He turned himself about in the press and said, Who touched my clothing? And the, and the disciple says, Master, thou seest the, the, the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? He says, Somebody made a demand on my ability. Somebody made a demand on my power. And somebody touched me. I know it. I felt virtue go out of me. Power left out of me. Now think about it. Multitudes was around her probably trying to get healed. They came to observe. They tried to see. Let's see if this thing works. Bless God. She didn't see if it worked. She says, when I, If I touch his garment, I'll be healed. Because she heard of Jesus. And it brought faith. And she began to say, what she begin to say? If I touch his garment, I'll be healed. If I touch his garment, I'll be healed. So, listen, from the time she said that and building inside her spirit and God for him, there was a great deal of many obstacles in her way to get to that garment. But bless God, she said, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. I'm not going to try to touch his garment. I'm not going to get there and someone say, you're unclean. Get out of here. She probably says, so what? When I touch him, I won't be. Bless God. And she just, she did it. She did it. Well, let's go. It says right here she did it. Look at Verse 32. And Jesus looked around, looked around about him, looked around about to see her that had done this thing. She did it. So I said, I'm trying, but it don't work. It don't work by trying. It works by doing it. 
I've done it. Have you done it? Do you ever do it? I've done it. She did it. She believed in her heart. She said it with her mouth. She acted on her faith. She touched her garment. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was whole and healed of that plague. She did it. You can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. We all can do it. Because the next verse says, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. What made her whole? Her faith. Oh, if her faith could make her whole, my faith could make me whole, and your faith could make you whole. Bless God, it works. Her faith tapped into the power of the living God, didn't it? Is there any such thing as tapping into that power and not getting it? No. No such thing. No such thing. You mix faith with it, beloved. You believe it in your heart. You say it with your mouth. And it's coming to pass in your life. It's coming to pass. You have God's Word for it right here. Now I can go on forever. But I'm not going to go on forever because the power of God is here. It's present right now. And the glory of God is here. And if you begin to say inside your heart, if you have a need of healing in your body, if you have a need of finance, whatever you need, bless God, you just take... Take the example of this woman with the issue of blood. You just take what she said to heart and you do it. You act upon it and God's word guarantees the power of God will be released unto you. No, that multitude didn't get it. That's wrong him. She did. How'd she get it? By faith. The other multitude didn't get it. How, how, how did, the, did the, the paralytic get it? By faith. See? That faith is here right now. That power is here right now. That glory is here right now. That power is present right now. you have faith in that power? Do you have faith in that power? Well, before we go any further, if you have a need of healing in your body, I just want you to come. Just come. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.